go ahead and get started then. Hello, and thanks to everyone who's tuning in. Uh, my name is Patrick Miller, aka Pat the Flip. Y'all know me if you're watching this now. Um, and today joining me is none other than uh, Joshua Jodoin, 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 aka yeah. Nerd Josh. Oh, that's fine. Cool, Jodoin. Everyone knows you as Nerd Josh, so I'm gonna just call you that for Josh for short. Um, so as you all as you all know, on Mondays I usually do interviews with super awesome people who are who are mostly good at doing shit and good at talking about the, the shit that they do. And in Josh's case, uh, I'll go ahead and introduce the way that I know you. I remember meeting you at Paul and Monique's. I think it's like the first time that I came down there. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and I was just hanging out with Paul and Monique, and you were living there, but I don't think you were actually awake until I was about to, until I was like on my way out. And I just <laughs> saw you like stumbling off to the bathroom, and you were like, oh, oh hey, what's up? I'm Josh. And I was like, what's up, Josh? And then, and then I kind of left. But then like... <laughs> You know, I kept on coming by the house and playing games. And I, remember, oh, I think it was actually it was later that day we played some ST. We played, some, yeah, we were playing yeah. ST together. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, this guy's good. And then it took me a while to realize, like, oh, I've seen this dude like in videos and shit before. Um, <laughs> so yeah, over the last couple of years, I've known you. You've been a great friend uh, and just a super oh, cool guy you. to kick it with. Um, good travel buddy at tournaments and stuff like that. I'm, I'm always super impressed at how you can sleep anywhere. Um, but you also know a whole lot of shit about all kinds of video games. Like fighting games, yeah, you go deep in there, but I've, I've seen you talk about like speedruns and, and all kinds of other stuff too. And um, I've kind of just like followed like what you've been up to over the last couple of years. And it's been a little bit fascinating to me, right? Um, just like seeing kind of how you, how you kind of put a life for yourself together that is so connected in like fighting games and video games and streaming and building this community and stuff like that, that I, I kind of wanted to dig a little bit deeper into like who you are. Cause I haven't really gotten a whole bunch of your, of like your origin story or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, like you and I shoot the shit and we talk, we talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, I haven't like, I haven't really dug out that much of like your past or for that matter, your future. And so I thought it'd be super cool to have you on as a guest today. Um, so that's that's kind of how I know you. How do you want to introduce yourself to the, the stream out there and all the people watching this video? Uh, uh, if you uh, don't know who I am, uh, pretty much the streaming collective Team Spooky and all them. I'm one of the members of the original stream core of it. Like uh, Team Spooky was actually an entity before that. They did a lot of uh, long. They would do weekend streams for kind of more niche games. A lot of pop like. Small popular anime games like, uh, let's say, Arcana Heart, Melty Blood, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Super Nintendo, the fighting game, Tournament Fighters. Uh, and they would just basically upload like six hours to 18 hour torrents of long weekend sleepover, street, street <laughs> fighter, fighting game, whatever, super sessions. So, um, Besides that, besides Team Spooky, sorry. Uh, pretty much, uh, name's Joshua Jodoin. I was born in New London, Connecticut, Lawrence Memorial Hospital. Uh, little, quaint little town. Uh, I grew up with a big fascination of video games. It was around the time of, like, Nintendo Freaks and all that. I was very into the NES, and my aunt had one that I crawled to probably at, like, the age of, like, one or something i don't even know but she, she was always like a big uh influence in my life and she helped me like learn to play a lot of games and she had a really big interest at the time but as she got older and high school it kind of dropped off but when she was in uh college and i was getting older she she gave me uh 
a resource to go up to Boston and visit. And I would always end up at this uh, arcade Good Times. And it was pretty much like a giant family, like, fun center. They had, like, go-karts and trampoline basketball, laser tag. But they had a pretty, it was like a bar slash uh, family center. So back then there was no laws against smoking. So it brought in a lot of hardcore fighting game players, uh, a lot of ch uh, Chinese businessmen that would play King of Fighters, to, <laughs> you know, Tekken players and everything. So, you know, around a time where I was on edge about finding this community and stuff, uh, it was... I just kind of like had an interest in it anyways around that time. So it was, I kind of hit the right point of, you know, there's a point of when you're casual, when you play games, like I, I don't want to say casual because that's, that's not fair, sure, but sure. you know, you own the game and you go in the arcade. I always had this impression. Why would I pay? You know, like I already own the game. Uh -huh, but, yeah. I know. I, I remember like when street fighter two first came out for the SNES, everyone was stoked. Cause we're like, now we don't have to pay every time. It's like, <laughs> It, it, it was like, oh, man, yeah. you mean for, for, like, 60 bucks, I can play as much as I want? Like, that idea was mind-blowing. You right? have to go through Grandma's couch. Or yeah, exactly. Like but uh, basically, like, around that time, I loved, like, games like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Alpha 3. I would be, like, a world tour Akuma scrub and just do start of the round Raging Demon every time. But, Yo, like, I did that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked for the, the actual survival. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, around this time, I like going to the arcade. I thought I was pretty good, you know. Like I had reached my obstacles of like beating my friend's three Mega Man team, and <laughs> then the, the dreaded three cables, you know. Like, uh, and then the the three Ice Man, you go even with it. It was like a moral victory. But, you know, I went to the arcade and I thought my uh, at that time I was playing Jill Galakuma. I thought I would okay. do really well. And I ended up uh, getting rocked by this. I think the guy played like Sakura Kentron. Or <laughs> I remember, I remember Sakura, but yeah. I was like, I was mesmerized. And it was in front of all my friends and stuff. So I, like, I tried again, and then it took me like a dollar fifty to beat him, and I was so mad, like I couldn't believe I had to spend <laughs> that much money. And the funny thing about it was that he just got right up there and picked like a Colossus Juggernaut team and just mollywhopped me. Even <laughs> so it was like something that I, I just never expected to find an outsource of competition in a little hole in the wall like yeah, mall. Yeah. So I wanted to be the best there. You know, my friends would kind of just go to the mall and try to pick up girls. And in middle school, you know, this I don't know. I, I just didn't meet anyone at Spencer's, I guess. And, you know, <laughs> I just you should try the hot topic, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Though I mean, that was going on, you know. And you know, a lot of the times I'd be like, "This is kind of whack," and I'd walk around and do something else. But For I'd sure. always end up at the arcade. But uh, the, trying to uh, actually become better there, I kept playing, and I saw a poster for I think it was the Shadow Man Classic, and the guy that ran it, Adam, he's a really good guy. He he was a classic game collector and old player and he wanted to see other games that arcade didn't have so at the time he put alpha 3 soul caliber 1 cvs 1 and then there was supposed to be marvel 2 but he didn't like marvel 2 and that's all we had for Aww. the newest game he was well he's an old school snk guy so right, he's like yeah. this game's cheap like uh so 
I went to that tournament and I learned a lot. I got I got rocked and everything, but Soul Caliber. I I think I got like fifth, but I was just doing like forward forward kick and then mashing all the attack buttons with uh with uh I think Killick. I forget, <laughs> but uh it, I mean it worked it worked for then. Yeah. And, but the thing about the Marvel two, this is like pretty much how I I got into it was that I really wanted to. Play Marvel 2 so I started organizing everyone there I was like do you guys want to play I know people came out and I went to the CVS in the mall and I bought a notebook and I pretty much ran my first tournament like Damn. it was no it was probably the most rigged tournament it was it was like a 13 year old trying to run a Marvel 2 tournament like seven months in or maybe six months in so did you win pretty... it? Uh, no I, <laughs> so it can't I have been that rigged bad. then <laughs> I messed up my I played like uh I was actually playing Magneto team then. I was playing Magneto Kami. Okay. But, uh... How'd you find out about that team? Like, were you online, like, going online and watching videos and stuff at this point, or...? Yeah, oh... Yeah, well, pretty much... Shouts to James Chen, but... <laughs> uh, I had a friend that would always beat me, the 3 Mega Man guy. Mm -hmm. And he would... I didn't have the internet at the time. He was the first influence of Game Facts to me. He would down... He'd print out all these combo facts and then beat me up and hide them. And then when I would find them, it'd be all old to him. But uh, <laughs> I looked up the Marvel 2 ones and I saw, I think it was Hayato 6 Bar 100% James Chen Volume 1, sureyoucan.com. And I went there and there was like a Southern Hills Golf Land list of, it was Southern Hills Golf Land, like 100 man tournament footage. And I remember seeing, I think it was Vive or someone, or mm -hmm. I don't even know, but it was like Iceman, Blackheart, and I can't even say the third character. <laughs> and then it was like MSP or so, like an actual strong team. Right. But <laughs> but for the time, I had never seen footage or a lot of these like synergies, you know, like I just got so enamored into it. The next week, I, I was working uh, cleaning houses and uh, Navy housing at that time, and mm -hmm. I spent all my money to buy the uh b5 dvd like as soon as possible you know good stuff gotcha so, so you were learning pretty early on and like uh your friend <laughs> i mean that's some scumbag shit like finding an faq and then not showing you and stuff but like it's <laughs> but like prior to that had it ever thought had it ever occurred to you that you could like i don't know talk to other people to try and get better at stuff or try and like research other people playing this game uh I mean, a, a little bit, like, I played Smash 60, like, yeah, I guess so, because I it used to be part of, like, uh AOL group called Antagonist. Yo, I was on that, too! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they had all these discussion forums, and mm -hmm. a lot of, like, RPGs I had really bad problems with, they would bring up, like, combo spell ideas and I stuff see, like see. that, and I had never, like, really thought of these concepts, like, I was just learning how to read chapter books, like, a lot of the time, and... Mm -hmm. If I even got online, it was from borrowing, like, a relative that had a laptop from work or something. Gotcha. You know? But when we got a computer in, like, fourth... Well, I was, like, probably fourth, fifth grade. From there until then, like, I was definitely, like... All those news groups and everything, it was just such a good outlet because... I, I felt, even if kids in, like, school liked uh, video games that I enjoyed, a lot of them didn't have the same ones, you know? Like... Mm -hmm. We had some common paths, but like online, you could just be like, "I want to talk about Lunar right now," or right. "I'm gonna do this." I would always chill in this uh, the RPG bunker, and I could even remember <laughs> when I 
like I, I stopped chilling there right when I first started learning Marvel and I had this huge argument with someone like Magneto's faster than Jill and he wouldn't <laughs> believe me for like two hours. Like, Damn. It was ridiculous. Okay. So you, you went to your first tournament pretty much and then you ended up running your first tournament there. That's pretty crazy, man. But, but, but yeah. I understand like if you go so all you that way. Com. Like, yep. <laughs> like Wait. It, was a, it was a good influence. Yeah. And, and that's pretty cool though, right? Because like I don't know, like when you, when you look about when you look around and see your friends from that era, like are any of them still playing games? Um, there's a good friend of mine, uh, AJ AJ Coggins. Uh, mm-hmm. He was we used to be like seventh grade best friends, and we would just play Smash to whatever against each other all the yeah. time. And he still plays, but uh, I'm not sure if he's back in Connecticut or it's still in Mass, but. He played a con for a bit. He took a long break. I mean, the, uh, a lot of these players, like, uh, I, I used to play with Tony B, who's a very good player. He doesn't really play anymore. And Nestor Corchado, he was really good influence over me. Uh, he might be playing five, but I'm not sure. If he is, he's probably going to be pretty good. But. And I, I'm <laughs> guessing, this is a guess here, but it seems like you were probably one of the younger dudes, like, in that in that group, right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Like, how I, old was everyone else? Uh... I would say probably around 23, you know, oh, shit. <laughs> like 21, maybe 19, you know. Yeah. Was, uh, was that weird? Probably you know? like Cattles, John Cattles, uh, old school CBS2 player, Rugal player, very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was probably like two years older than me at the time, maybe three. But uh, a lot of a lot of players then were way older than me. Um Probably when I was like around fourteen, there was definitely like a huge age gap, and a lot of the like the attitudes and lessons and stuff I got. Sometimes I took it harshly, but it was it was a lot of like uh, older tough love. You know, they wanted yeah. me to shape up a little more. Like if if we played at the college, like someone's college dorm, uh, they would all drink, but they wouldn't let me, and they'd be like, "Yeah, right, I'm not talking to your mom, bringing you home after this." <laughs> like, you know, so they they they. they they had their fun, but they were responsible and they didn't mm-hmm. do anything bad. Like, uh, basically, I'd have to say, like, man, it's it's a crazy time because we had a good unity going on for a bit uh, back then. Basically, like, once the arcade closed, we, we all agreed to play each other's like favorite games. So mm-hmm. it was like we had a really good CBS two player, a really good Marvel player. And I was playing Guilty Gear at the time, so we, to be able to like all play each other's, even though we all went off in a different focuses from Marvel Two, yeah. Uh, and it's not like we didn't play those games, but we we tried harder for everybody in each one. And it, even though we had less players, I think it really solidified a lot of like aspects of my gameplay. Yeah, it was. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of my days at the Barricade, which is pretty much very, very similar. Because I started going there in like sixteen when I was like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and yeah. I was hanging out with college kids who were you know mostly like a couple <laughs> years older than I was. Um, and yeah, and similarly, like we all we all basically played everything because if we only just focused on one game or if we only played one game, then we would you wouldn't get to play something like. 80% of the time, right? Like, if all I was playing was CBS2, and no one yeah. there was there to play CBS2, then I'm just bored, right? And I, like, <laughs> I, I took it, it took me an hour to get to the arcade, and it doesn't fucking matter, because no one's there playing CBS2. So, like, I play some Third Strike, I play some Marvel, I learned ST, all that kind of stuff. Um, but 
it sounds like with you at least that the age gap was a little little bit was even bigger was that like was it weird to you at all that you could like interact with people who are like 10 years older than you about a shared interest i mean i, I learned really quick uh yeah. i mean this is how i got my name was because <laughs> just like shut up kid a lot of the time damn that was obnoxious yeah, yeah. i was i was really uh a super hyperactive anime freak that was jumping in the Marvel. I loved comics growing up, and I've always been a kid that like I, I didn't sleep as much as other kids. I know I can fall asleep anywhere all the time, but uh, you know I'd, I'd probably sleep at most like five and a half hours usually. So I don't. I'd be the kid sneaking up with the light off, wait mm -hmm. till my parents are asleep, and then watch Nick at night or <laughs> play mad games. So you know, jumping into something like this. Like during high school days, it I got a lot of I didn't have an area with a uh, a lot, so I would play like Calera late night, mm -hmm. which is a it's a arcade emulator that had like a crack server for people that didn't know, and you can just play like ROMs. It didn't have great netcode, but as long as you played under a certain ping connection, it was fine. And uh, like that, and just late night training mode all the time, I was a completely different player back then. It was like. I, I had the execution, mm -hmm. and I was studying so much, but I couldn't. I didn't know why I was hitting a button, right? And I didn't know the purposes to like a ground game. I would, I would just like either get jumped in all day or couldn't control the ground, and it was always a mess. Like I had, to, I always had to use like very cheap ways. Like the 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 nickname they gave me at the arcade all the time was the the Lucky Turtle Masher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious, like, what, you know, this is when you're, like, 13, 14, 15, like, what else was going on in your life, right? Like, were you in school around then? Like, how how did you manage yeah, to spend... I was in school. Right, but, like, it's, it's like, how did you manage to spend so much time on this stuff? I just didn't do anything with high school kids till my senior year. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a lot of friends that I knew from before, and I, I had, like, I had some cool friends from school, but... I didn't get to chill with them as much, and they'd always be like, come on, man, like, come out to the beach this night, or, yo, there's a secret kegger the juniors have, and I'd just be like, whatever, I really want to play Marvel 2 this weekend, <laughs> or I'm like, yo, I have a spot in a car to go to the break, mm -hmm. or the Chinatown, like, a lot of the time, uh, at first, I was, like, lying to my parents and just going with these people, because they just kept asking me all the time, they'd have a crew, and I'd just be so jealous that... I would have to just play at the arcade all the time. Mm -hmm. But my mom said that if they came over one day and she met all of them and they were all chill, so she was just like, don't fuck with my son, I'll kill you. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, but I kind of drew out the line, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I got, I was in a tournament in Hagerstown, Maryland on a Sunday and it snowed. And we had to get back, and t me and this other kid both lied to go to this, the last Guilty Gear XX tournament. <laughs> and pretty much, we weren't getting, like, I got dropped off at school in the morning with a note. And then my mom was like, don't come home, you gotta stay at your dad's tonight. So I was like, "Damn, I know I'm done right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd mom going in hard, man. Yeah, back then, yeah. yeah. No, I, had, I had good parents. And, like, do you, do you feel like you missed out on anything, like, not partying with your high school friends or whatever? <laughs> uh, the, no, well, nah. Nah. Yeah. But, uh, that senior year, I went out and I, I, I tried all of that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was, like, after I, uh, 
I spent all the summer before to go to Evo 2004, and it it blew my mind. Like it's crazy when they did 37th Reloaded there, the room was so small to me. But, yep. But back then, it I felt so big. big. Yeah. Yeah. And just to see a line, the sign up the tournament, go down the stairs, and how long that hallway was, like. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you'll see the mass of people at Evo double that, but just like watching the tournament, like, yeah. like uh, back then, and it, it was such a different. It was so surreal just to see all these cores of arcade scenes and console gaming coming together, and just mm -hmm. like uh, it was pretty nuts. But I, I kind of felt like I needed a break for like a year at that point, so I, I did my little thing, and you know, when I went to college, there was a sick. Uh, Third Strike community in Nebraska mm -hmm. at Family Fun Center, so it kind of sucked me back in a little bit, just enough to like keep keep all my skills honed and like they they had a really good scene there. Pretty much just like playing there, it kept me ready for Street Fighter Four by the time it came out. Like I wasn't investing my time to go in the four, mm -hmm. but I was definitely like stopping by and playing arcade whenever I could, like in a probably like a basis of like three times a month or something sure so yeah i guess that's that's kind of the next part of the story that i wanted to get into it's like so you had this kind of like uh pretty intense you know like playing schedule i guess like you went in super deep for high school right yeah and then you mentioned you went to college for a bit like and you played a little bit like you kept it up but you, but you weren't really that deep like how'd you get from like a previous like really engaged player to then not so much and then like how'd you get back into it right like how, how did you how did you end up becoming nerd josh <laughs> so nerd josh comes from uh nestor crochado and they used they, we used to save replays of everything mm -hmm. and tapes and they were uploading replays and just writing troll names for people and making people guess who it was. <laughs> and I, I was like probably one of them. And he, I mean, he was probably calling me that even before that, but mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Nestor. Uh, but basically, I got the name around Dust Loop days. Uh, when I came back from college, I, I, uh, I was working and there was an arcade Tokyo game action. And around this time, you know, I, I had been playing for four years through, like, from, two th let's say, like, 2001 to barely 2005, I was playing pretty seriously. Mm -hmm. And I, taking that break, I, like, got really into music and a lot of art, books, and I, I really wanted to put video games out of my life for a bit because the most constant thing in my life at that point was, like, playing everything. I just right, was right. so enamored by it. And... You know, coming back to it, it, it was pretty cool. It was like, you know, I would be at a party and people would bring up games and I'd, I would go in my closet and be like, yo, or maybe my party, actually. But, uh, I'd bring out the sticks and I'd be like, yo, I have this if you guys want to play. And then sometimes people would like, we'd go some, we, we went to a party one time and they were, they were playing Marvel and they were like, hustle them, hustle them. So I was like, I'll pick two server bots and I'll bet 10 to 1 that you can't beat me. And I just put Sentinel in the front and I just like, destroyed him. <laughs> like, it, was, it wasn't fair. But, uh, You're a dick, dude. Yeah. That's amazing, uh, though. With two, with two serve bots, that becomes amazing. Well, like, at that time, it was just kind of like a thing, you know? Like, I I had fun with it, but uh, this dude, uh, Boyan and Brian, his roommate, they came out of nowhere and they were playing and they lived literally right down the street from me. 
So I started getting me playing again, and then I, I was looking at uh, the arcade Tokyo game action. They had just opened, and there was a very good Bamani and head-to-head cabs, and mm-hmm. shout-outs to Andy. And I went there, and I went for one of the first tournaments. I, I went there on the Tuesday, and no one really showed up, but the, with the guy working there, Gavin, I was playing with him, Third Strike CVS 2, and some other guys I hadn't seen in a while, like Onion Kid, Rich, and a bunch of other people, but... We are playing, and then I was, it got me excited to play again. Like, I just happened to be in the area then, and then I went to the tournament that weekend, and when I came in, someone was like, look, it's Nerd Josh. And I was like, I didn't call myself then. It's <laughs> yeah. that then. So, like, to hear that, walking through the door, like, I can't even, like, not see you for three years, and I'm still this name that I got called <laughs> when I was, like, 14. So I wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to beat you as Nerd Josh, you know? And it's like... <laughs> It might have been, I don't even remember. It probably was Kong, uh, KCXJ. But, uh, yeah, no, I got, like, third that tournament. And I got really lucky, uh, this dude, Ed. He, I did uh, Ken Super Art to him, and he red parried it with Hugo. And then he did. He got jumped. He didn't get 720. But, <laughs> you know, that kind of gave me confidence coming back in. And I was at an age now where I was more mature. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had remembered what was the hardest things for me to deal with at that time. And having, like, when you... There's something about being 21. Like, you think you think you know everything. And you think the world is so, like, figured out. But really, you just... You're so ballsy. And, and you, you have such a gut instinct. Like, I don't know. Uh, so, something about that young age. Uh, I, I just had the instinct i had the better reactions and i just didn't expect it all to come together like that so mm-hmm. i just started running with a lot of ggpost and playing and playing and uh around this time i was working saving money to go to europe with some friends and after the year was over none of them saved the money like they they said they were so I, another friend that lived in new york was like hey, i have a room open do you want to move up here and I was getting kind of sick of I didn't know my situation I've been out of college for like a bit and Mm -hmm. I was like you know I'm just gonna try it out and I went up there and you know around this time it was probably like to that end of 2007 okay so like around this time it was like around the streams for Street Fighter 4 were on like stick am and they were like a Korean stream and TRF and the Korean stream was on like high damage so you just see like a Dalsim throw a normal and get Raging Demon and die. Like, so the idea of the game, like I, I hadn't really even played it yet. Uh, I'd played it a couple times at TJ when they got it, but, uh, you know, it, it and, was. And hold up, hold up, hold up. So your friend was like, "Hey, I got this room in New York. You want to move up here?" And you're just like, "Yeah, I want to move up there." And you, and like. You're playing video games, or like, like, were you, did you have anything else going on? Did, like, did you have to get a job, or were you just like, yeah, I'm oh. gonna hang out and play video games for like? Well, I had a couple like, you know, bullshit things. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, working at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and all that, but uh, no, I was basically. I think you'd be a pretty cute barista, man. Barista. Well, I, <laughs> I did a juice bar for like a week. Yeah. And, Only like, a week. What it happened? Was, it was the one next to SNL, and they're just. It's in Midtown. I forget what it's called. I know Goldihan goes there, but they just keep pushing people out. And it was like, my roommate was working there, and I just needed a job at the time, and I was just laid off from another one. So 
she was just like, don't worry, come in. And it was like paid training. And then I did it and they didn't need me. I don't even know. Okay. It's, it's not my kind of thing. I mean, yeah. I worked at a health food store before, but the being like a high end juice bar where you're dealing with Midtown uh, money, like buying mm -hmm. that, being health freaks all the time. Like, and I was, I guess I wasn't the most optimistic at it, but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you're just working bullshit jobs and playing games, basically. Yeah, and it was a, around the time right before console came out. Uh, it uh, I had gone to a couple Brooklyn City Tech tournaments. The I won their Guilty Gear tournaments like twice, and it was keeping me in the mode where like I could still play these games. Like I I still I still love these games, and I was uh, shouts to Chaz and Josh Wigfall and. Alzarath, all those dudes, uh, Tinchi. Uh, we would play at Josh's and Chaz's around that time. It was like two stops away. So I would go there on the weekend, play with like Zidane, all of them. Mm -hmm. And we were playing, probably playing like TBC. And this is like right before SF4. Like when SF4 came out on console, I just went in completely. Like, and it was nuts. Like, it got to a point where my roommates were just completely supportive of it because. I was like num I was the highest ranking behind SNK Capcom when he was boosting. And, <laughs> like I was going in hard and they were like, Hell yeah, like do this and every early tournament like the GameStop Nationals came up and I was running through it fine and uh, I went to round three where Justin won and he won it. But mm -hmm. uh I actually didn't even get to him. Like I was it's not even like an excuse or anything. Like it kinda is, but I was I was having a cigarette outside and like a uh, homeless guy asked me for one and then he had like a Vietnam flashback and was like shaking me. Oh it was, shit. It's like six like, three dude. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so uh mad random. But it, it shook me so up so much I let this Ryu like blow me up. I never got to see the guy again, so I don't even know if he was good or not. Mm -hmm. But it, then you had to like play on the pads on the right. kiosks yeah, yeah. and I mean, it, it was like, no, no Johns, you know, but it was definitely an interesting situation. But uh, that that kind of got derailed at round three uh, stage tournaments to qualify. But I kept playing and I was doing pretty successful, especially when uh, Justin moved to Cali around the same time Arturo was still in Japan. So when he came back, he uh, he had noticed that I was doing pretty good and I was in my young age, I was pretty annoying, and I would always harass him, and I looked up to him. Like he, he was a very good alpha and CBS player, and mm -hmm. he was the he was the original Marvel One champion. You know, yeah, everyone thinks about versus games, and Justin, you know, Marvel Two is a big precursor. But before that, Arturo won the last important major for that game, which was B Five. You know, uh, it's pretty good. But uh, basically, Art came up to me and. He was like, yo, train, yo. <laughs> he was like talking about Sagat. Because at the time, I was just kind of going, I was playing uh, Vanilla Sagat, who was very strong. And I was having very, very strong reads. And my knee pressure was kind of different from everyone else. So it kind of set me apart in the mm -hmm. early game. So he comes to me and he's like, do you want to start going to tournaments in the tri-state and like playing? And we started traveling tournaments and... We would split the pot if we got the top two, you know, and it was like, a, yeah, no, I mean, back in the, there was so much money. And the joke was it was the Street Fighter Four stimulus package. Damn. So we just tried to hit as many tournaments as we could. And, you know, 
at that time there was like five a week and some of them would be scams some of them wouldn't but it was like a real renaissance of street fighter. it was something it was like watching my hobby from when i started marvel 2 there would be like 25 tokens on the cab and i went to a point where it'd be about four and mm -hmm. you know we'd go to cbs2 tournaments in 2007 and it'd be the same 14 people that have been playing for six years it was very cutthroat you know and yeah. All of a sudden, there's just a surplus of new players. It's like 80-man brackets at random pool halls. And, you know, everyone's playing Street Fighter Four like it's the 90s. So it was just kind of like a, it was our thing where, you know, you have a teammate and you work together and you guys eat dinner after and chill and get some good beer together. You know, it's a good reward. You know, you, you work as a team and you pull out like through. Mm -hmm. So... That is that that kind of builds up through Street Fighter Four, and you're playing a lot of Street Fighter Four. Um, at what point does I, I, I'm guessing that the next kind of like major point in that that era of Nerd Josh, right? <laughs> Nerd Josh, I guess that's that's Nerd Josh the uh, the the early years is uh, is Cross Assault, or were there were there like other notable points in Street Fighter Four before that? On uh, Street Fighter Four, not like nothing. I w I did very good in a regional basis mm -hmm. but for majors in vanilla i didn't i didn't really leave the east coast to be honest yeah. i didn't go to evo that year uh, i couldn't afford it i pretty much when i was living in new york at that point before i met spooky uh i was uh you know it uh poor hipster trash you know <laughs> i drank and went to art my friends art openings and you know i just did a the things that kids around that age a lot do, you know, go to bars. That, and... that, 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 that kind of stuff that you mentioned cracks me up, though. Like, one, hipster nerd Josh going to art openings. And two, you mentioned earlier that you're getting sued. Like, for a while, you were, like, really into kind of art and music. And I feel like those are sides of you that, that you don't really show that much on, you know, when people see you on stream <laughs> commentating or playing through games or whatever, right? Like, I, I didn't expect it. And it's not something that you hear a lot of people in fighting games talk about. So let's take a break from the Nerd Josh story. Like, what else were you into and are you into? Like, I, I know you mentioned that you made music for a while and, and yeah, like, <laughs> tell me about, tell me about the stuff that we don't see when you're busy, like, killing yourself in Mega Man X fucking copy protection mode <laughs> oh god i mean that's that's art in its own you know oh totally but, uh you know I'd, I'd like to shout out uh samantha brandy uh she's pretty much like my my older like same age sibling you know <laughs> uh i was gonna say older sister but she's not nah, nah. <laughs> but uh shout out to samantha uh She's, she was like my first crush in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. Cute. <laughs> and she liked like other music and stuff like that. And around that time, like in southeastern Connecticut, besides the arcade, there wasn't a lot to do. So a lot of us kids, we kind of got together as like punks, and then we just were each other. We were just like whatever we were after that. Like I like rock and roll, or I like this, and we we we'd go to a lot of local music at like VFWs and stuff like that. We the we had a venue called the LNG, but at one point it ended up closing, and it would reopen at times under different owners, and it's still doing that. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's had some bad owners. I'll say that. So like, uh, there's been times where I didn't even care. But around that time, uh, me and Samantha. 
we we build a really good uh relationship as friends and you know she we got to the point where we would just go to shows everywhere and go travel and you know uh before i went to college i took a year off high school to figure out what i wanted to do and around that time you know when i had free time we would plan out really cool stuff and visit friends at other colleges and check out uh like a really cool show like go see Ariel Pink and Hampshire just like random stuff like that go see Lightning Bowl but which is like noise rock but at that time you know yeah you know in like 2004 and all it was like new music and you know you don't think about how old you are when you first get into stuff and then it goes to other it's like it's not even that far and kids get so pretentious it was like it just became this thing where the internet was opening my eyes to a lot of music and I just wanted to dive in and, you know, listen to everything. And, uh, so did, did you go deep in music the same way that you went deep in fighting games or like, <laughs> I mean, we used to, uh, I got it to where all the kids that, well, we weren't kids. We were probably like 20 at the time, but kids, we, we would, <laughs> uh, I would get everyone to share all their music through aim on the library <laughs> shares and we would all combine all our albums together that way so th- we had a lot of music sharing going on beyond torrent downloadings and uh, that's pretty bad but <laughs> talking about illegal downloading on your stream pad <laughs> but you're gonna get me shut down by twitch police man no like our, and like i guess i like i don't like sounding pretentious but I was really into like surrealist art and futurism, like uh, Wyndham S. Lewis, uh, Blast Volume One and Two. Uh, so, so like, what drew you to those? Right, like, did did it feel like it was coming from a similar place as what you find in fighting games, or is it just a part of your brain that like you don't talk about very often? Uh, it's definitely a part of my brain. Yeah. Like, uh, I I always had an obsession with doodling as a kid. I never thought of myself as that proficient in drawing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I when Flash came out, I got really obsessed with uh, making my own cartoons. And I That's would, cool. Yeah, I never, like, published anything but or put it online, really. Just a little troll videos and stuff on Newgrounds. But uh, I would actually go in and, like, take a lot of time and make little cartoon things. And, uh, you know... Uh, a little point, I started doing like pen and ink for a bit, and mm-hmm. I would, I would do random stuff like I'd go outside and just look at the clouds and see how the shading would work on that and mimic that, and then I'd try to draw a completely different thing out of that. So you know, I Man, guess that's, that's awesome. like training mode or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but for me, it was like therapeutic, you know. Yeah. I'd come home from work and it'd be like a nice day, you know. I'd I wouldn't want to be inside anymore, you know, like. Uh, one thing about New England winters that it, it builds you a tough skin, but I start feeling like I'm going into a box to be stuck in a box for a while, and then mm-hmm. you're go- you're traveling from one to one. I feel so enclosed at one point. I I really like uh, being able to enjoy like nature, you know. It's that's interesting to me, just because like I <laughs> uh, I. I the appreciation of visual arts in particular is something which doesn't come naturally to me. Like I can, 
I can, I guess the best way to explain it is I was actually just talking with my girlfriend, Irene, you know, she makes comics and she was telling me how, like she can, she can give me a page of a comic and explain how each panel is drawn and laid out such that it like a good, if, if, if they're good at it, uh, they can, they can kind of guide your eye along a path, mm. right? So that there's this path that your eye reads the image and it should be like it could be that the clouds framing one shot lead to a tree, which leads to a character, and yeah. then so on and so on and so on. I was like, that's really interesting. When I read, when I see a comic page, the first thing I see are the words. Yeah. So I always read all the words first, and then I look at the pictures. Um, which, from what I from what I understand, is actually pretty strange. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I guess. That's I, how I read comics. Right. Read it, but then I get so like I'll I'll look at all the little things about each panel after. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I, when I hear how people get into stuff like visual arts or doodling or anything like that, I'm always interested to hear how, right? Because it's not something like I can, you can give me a picture and I can kind of comment on it, but it's all stuff that I've learned how to do. It never felt like something that came naturally to me, right? Or yeah. like even that the interest came naturally. I had to kind of cultivate that consciously. Um, that's really cool, man. How about your music? Like, have you ever put any of that out there? I mean, there's the vampire song. But it's it's I've I've released it a couple times as a joke, mm -hmm. but uh, it's kind of controversial. In some <laughs> oh way. But not not really. <laughs> but it's it's really corny. Um, but uh, nothing I would say. I was never very proficient sure. at, at music, but I I put a couple years in the guitar and I've learned a little piano and I know some chords and. I practiced a lot of tablature and stuff, but I had a lot of friends and bands and or that were artists and they were always into free form and everything. So they would love to see anyone try and put their heart into it. So we, there was a lot of times that, you know, we'd be partying and they'd be like, let's let's do Beatles style movies. And they would do like stop, stop film. Mm -hmm. And we would do that and make like some weird thing where we all go into the washing machine but then <laughs> we all disappear and do it again by stop framing and little corny things like that but uh that turned into them you know that we would actually start doing some cool stuff and they would always be like let's do a jam out and i would be like i can't i'm not good as good as you guys and they would just put me in there kind of so it gave me enough confidence to write really simple songs and do parts like on my computer That's at cool. one point yeah it was all right like and a lot of it was just kind of like jokes like sure. around that time i really didn't like uh i didn't like girl talk so I just, <laughs> yeah. why, why are you hating our girl talk man i don't know like i, I think the samples could be a little better but okay uh, Around that time, <laughs> on uh, the Patrick Miller podcast, March twenty eighth, there Josh calls out girl talk. <laughs> this is a long time ago. I, I try to do this during like MySpace bands. Like, <laughs> I try to do like boy communication. <laughs> it was I had a circuit bent two XL that had a tape modifier for the slow to make it slow or fast, and two XL is like a a tape toy that you hit different buttons to. Uh, you hit different buttons to answer questions, and it like does trivia questions through a tape. Uh -huh. But I had it, we had it set up through like a harmony pedal and something else, so it was all crazy. So I I would go to yard sales and buy random tapes and 
make really slow down or speed up background uh, noises. And that, that kind of started to get me into, you know, like DJ stuff. Like it, I really wanted to make beats after doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I got like a doctor sampler for a bit and I bought some cheap Stanton T80s and I just got into like, I would look the classifieds for yard sales or whatever and just get records for cheap. And it was lucky before like a lot of the boom shit because now records cost like so much, but sure. I like barely grazed it to where I got a good amount of records. Uh, and uh, uh, kid Josh Rogers, shouts Josh Rogers. Uh, he, uh, his father, used to own like a radio station and they're gonna sell the house like a old time one and he let me just go there and just grab like like as many records as i wanted so i have like huey Lewis, huey lewis picture discs and a bunch of old chuck berry uh black who like uh, there's a lot of good old time stuff my vishnu orchestra yeah <laughs> yo music nerd josh i like it yeah music's good I, I I there's like probably no genre I wouldn't discount. You know, there's always an anomaly in something. Mm -hmm. So, is is that something that you still kind of explore, or like do you have an outlet for that side of your of your life, either like making music or li just listening to new stuff, or or like the visual art side of thing, or like was that kind of like that was the time to do a thing and you kind of put it on the background since then? To be honest, yeah. I haven't put my time in like I used to and I guess it's kind of the same thing you know like as soon as Team Spooky started and I started greyhounding it everywhere and then that turned into actually flying and doing stuff uh, basically it took so much time and I went through a lot of times being broke and not having a laptop for a bit and losing my hard drives and you know at that time I had met my girlfriend through selling an iPod on Craigslist, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that's classy. It's like, yo, I met my girlfriend on Craigslist, but uh, <laughs> it works. <laughs> and she paid you. Damn. No, but it was funny. I, I was really shy. I, I sold her to her, and I was like, crap. I was telling her, I was like, I should have got her number. Like, she just asked to meet me there, at like, and I told her to meet me in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. And she, like, complimented my shirt and was like, all this, so... She ended up emailing me back. She was like, hey, I really like your music. And I was like, you want to go out on Friday? And it was like, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, we Spe saw Moon. Yeah, it was very cool. Speaking of which, are you single now? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Holding it down to the bachelor lifestyle. Um, yeah. When I when I had Kara on the uh, Kara Leung on the show, she said that after talking about dating on my stream, she ended up with several bites on Tinder. So I think this oh. show actually gives good luck. Wow. Yep. And you got you got like a green screen and, and a kind of funky casting couch behind besides you, man. It'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be good stuff. <laughs> and wow, the casting. <laughs> I didn't get that idea, Patrick. Who's <laughs> one? Are you? You know me. I'm I'm super literate with my like. I guess that would be like 2008 era <laughs> fucking clip porn sites. Um, so. I know, I feel like most of the world got to know you through the Cross Assault thing, right? The show that you were on, which, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch much of it, and all I remember was you winning. <laughs> and I remember that mostly because people would introduce you as, he's the guy who, 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 who won Cross Assault. But, like, <laughs> what did that do for your life? 
Like, I'm not terribly interested about how the show went, unless you got some good stories or whatever. But I am curious, like, did, do you feel like that gave you kind of, a, like, a shot in the ass to keep on chasing the fighting game stuff? Uh, <laughs> of course, you know. Yeah. You, once, once you get to... It's, it matters how complacent you are, you know. And for me, I, I'm just somebody... I get obsessive at times, you know. And I, I always want to do my best, like... When it's come to games, like, I've always want to systematically break it down and always win. Like, it's nothing against anyone else. I feel some of the best respect you can give someone is your best game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, sometimes they don't deserve it at that moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, honestly, like, uh, it's like, oh, man. Uh, it's it's a really complicated thing. Yeah. I would say, I always play everything, and I I do quite alright. I'm I'm always in the cream sometimes, you know, top eight. Mm-hmm. But you know, closing a whole tournament, especially against specialists these days, when the information's out there and everyone's playing it, sometimes it's way harder than a lot of stuff from before. But uh, I did around that time. Uh, we were staying on topic of con- pursuing the drive, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, so, like, like, I assume because I, I have a couple ideas around the change life. I'm like, oh man, I mean, Crosssell did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That. But uh, so, you know, when uh, I put a lot of time in the Marvel Three, and I had one of the best Morgan Dooms around, and playing Chris G every week with Dominion and Jay Rosa. At a weekly basis, we, we came to some pretty crazy stuff, and Chris G, be, being the god he is, pretty much won, like, a big majority of Marvel 3. And, you know, having competition like that, it was very stressful, you know? But it didn't it didn't make me necessarily mad, because I, I had people that continued my growth, and as long as I understood that the lo- the long run... You know, I am becoming a better player, and as long as I don't make excuses and I keep applying myself to my plan and seeing if it works, you know, honestly, you can get through the long run. You know, it's a, it's a marathon. Like I just said, it was a marathon, but you got to put that hustle in. You know, you can pull through at the end. Uh, you know, I didn't really do a ton of damage in Marvel Three, mm-hmm. but I I was probably the best nuclear landmine in the tournament, you know, I, I could take, I couldn't take down everyone, but I definitely could mess up a good amount of brackets. I think mm-hmm. um, like having that and, you know, coming out of it, I had a, I had a pretty frustrating Marvel three, 2013 uh, or 14. And I was at the bar at Evo and I was, I was sulking. And I, that was when Jan got top eight. I was like, buying him a drink and he hadn't even he stopped drinking but because he got top eight he was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, as a big deal yeah and honestly we were we were there and what i kid i don't remember the player but he was from france and he came to me and he's like he knows my last name's french and he asked me like how french i am and i'm like i'm white trash i'm sorry <laughs> um but he he was like oh, there's a lot of players over there we know who you are and you're good you got to stop spreading yourself so thin. Like, you play, like, six games, and, like, how do you even have the time to do that, you know? And, uh, I, you know, I really took it to heart, and the next year I applied at the Guilty Year, and I pretty much got top eight, with the exception of 
like uh, two tournaments the November, mm-hmm. and I had only, well actually let's say three, but the, I had only been playing Elfelt for like ten days at Frosty Fausting the first time. Fuck your Elfelt, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's all right. She's <laughs> gone now. I've been playing so much five, but uh, no, nah, I just I'm waiting for Revelator right now, mm-hmm. and I'm really liking Street Fighter Five. Uh, honestly, I think it's pretty well designed and. It took me a while to see certain things throughout all the matchups, but for early game, it's I could see where they put a lot of thought into the frame data and everything. It's pretty interesting. So, you're you you've been kind of chasing the 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 professional competitor level of competition, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, you're like like the way you're describing. You're like, oh, I'm I made top eight. Like, you know, recently you've been third, Josh, um, and I've been third, Josh, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but it's it's. So I look at it, and, and I look at what you're doing, kind of from the perspective of someone who, like, early on, I thought, oh man, maybe I'll be able to win some tournaments. This is in like 2002, 2003, like when I was at kind of the peak of my CBS2 ability, right? And I was super deep in tournaments, and I was like going out to golf land whenever I could. And then I ran into Ricky Ortiz, and she yeah. took my money every week for like you know, several months. Um, and then I went to my first Evo and I played Ricky first round. Oh man. Yeah. That fucking sucked. Um, to like this first day, round, like pools. literally in pools, first oh. round play Ricky. That's rough. Yeah. Um, I think if I remember correctly, my first Evo, my first Evo CVS two performance was lose to Ricky beat three random scrubs and then barely lose to flow. Um, <laughs> wow, you got you got class. That, that's a team glitter original. <laughs> but like, so in, in my I, pretty much after that moment, and it was mostly like it was Ricky that broke me. It was Ricky where I was like, against this player, I don't get to walk forward because all I eat are just like stand like crouch medium or stand medium claws to the face. And I, yeah. and, and there's this point which I was like, I'm never gonna be that good. Like I can get better, and I will get better than I am now. But I'm never gonna be that good. Right. I actually had a similar. Yeah. The first time I played Ricky, I had the same thing happen. <laughs> she, uh, she had come to a tournament in Fall River, Massachusetts, and around that time, Jaron would take our money in CVS too, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be able to beat contest, but like sometimes our better players could get at him. But uh, watching Ricky take advantage of the Vega Sakura matchup, she would. Uh, at that time, there was a glitch with the rolls. They're pretty. They're invincible in the startup, so you could cancel the startup frames of the roll to a special, and you'd gain the invincibility from the roll. Mm-hmm. It's called ro- roll cancel. <laughs> but, yeah, wow. But RC, basically, the jab, the jab RC would be safe against. Uh, it would. I mean, it would. It would be safe against rolls, and mm-hmm. it would pretty much go through like crouch medium kick, crouch medium punch, and a lot of hardcore Vega footsies. So. It would make uh, Vega have to, uh, if you committed to the heavier fireballs, which did more block stun and more damage, it would make him commit the roll. So then mm-hmm. when you would mix that up with the jab one, which you couldn't roll past, it became this rock, paper, scissors game that if you committed, you kept hanging yourself late game. And I never really thought about that. Like uh, just putting him at a range of classic stand roundhouse footsies and taking advantage of it and you know then playing with their their reactions with those two options to where 
they they don't feel like that they had a, a way out you know it, it was kind of ridiculous to watch someone so dominant to me be toyed with like really easy it became the, pretty much like a, a rigged game of rock paper scissors and right. I literally felt like I hit a brick wall. Like, you know, I, I felt I had been playing for two and a half years competitively and I was a scrub and I can't believe I wasted all this time. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've been hitting these normals like an idiot. Like they were all right. I'm, I suck. Like, and, but it was at the same time, it was okay, you know, cause I knew now that I know this, am I just going to give up and beat myself up? No, like you, it hurts. But, you know, you got to hold that L and let it out. And then you, you rise up, you know, like, <laughs> that's how you do it. You know? um, so, in, in, you know, this my experience, obviously, was like I hit this wall and then I was like, well, I want to stay involved. I want to get better. But I, I, I knew as and it, like that happened. Thank God it happened. Like right before I went <laughs> off to college. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, I went to school and like. This is also because I went to school with with or I, I went to the arcade with with you know Berkeley students. Like I saw dudes drop out of Berkeley because they were playing too much Marvel, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> I cannot let that happen to me, right? Yeah. So I so I, I stayed involved and I stayed competing, but I also found other things to do. And like now I'm working with like with like Seth and Art and Tragic and like the Cannons and all of us were it was it was kind of similar, right? It was like well yeah. we we hit this point, we hit the end of our, our of our competitive dreams, right? Like I still enter tournaments and I would love to one day win something cool, but like I know that that's not going to be the path that I'm taking, right? And that's not going to be what I contribute to fighting games, like as a medium or as a community. It's not going to be me kicking ass. It's going to be me helping make something or, or build something um, or bring other people in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so when I saw, when I see, when I, when I first met you and I saw you just continuing to chase pretty heavily the, like, the, 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 the you know, com competition at the, as kind of the end, right? As like a focal point. I was surprised because, you know, it seems like given a long enough timeline, everyone eventually drops out or finds another way to get involved, Right. And you're still in it. And I have to ask, like, why? I mean, I think you're getting better. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think you're, like, you're clearly doing better year over year over year. Sorry. It's okay. You can say I'm a top fraud. It's okay. No. I, it's... I, I appreciate it. The, but it's a, it, is, it is kind of rigged rock, paper, scissors, though, right? Like, for one, the, the big payouts basically go to the top, like, 0.1% of players, right? So even the fact that you can... Even the fact that you can compete and, and, and finish in the money, like, the money isn't that great unless you're, like, one of 10 people. Right. Second place is a good steakhouse worth sometimes. Right. You know? Unless you, it, there's a lot of entrance, but generally, like you know, a, a decent sized turnout, you know, maybe sixty bucks or something, you know, at yeah. best. And then, maybe better. And then, yeah. to, like to to kind of stack on top of that. So now we, you know, Street Fighter Five is big. It's huge. There's a lot of hype. Right. Um, we know sales aren't as good as, as anticipated, but tournament registry registration seems to be really, really good. Right. Like final round broke a thousand or whatever. I think Evo is pushing. What was yeah, their, their last number? I think it was, was like a thousand one hundred eighty or maybe more. Like I think it, I think Evo broke three thousand recently for Street Fighter five. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. I'm predicting five K. All right. Um, <laughs> but like 
so on, on one hand, that means that the the, uh, the potential prize pool is bigger, right? And obviously, like Capcom is throwing down money, and other people are throwing down money too. But it also means there's more people than ever, right? And yeah. this isn't this isn't like I remember at the beginning of Street Fighter V, all of us thought that O Niners were going to take forever to catch up, and they took like six months before they started winning tournaments, and they started figuring <laughs> out the shit that took us years to figure out, right? So like, the, like the player base is only getting bigger. And yeah, if you can stay in that top eight, that's still good. But like, like, do you, do you, I mean, I guess for one is like, do you think you'll find a stopping point? Like how has your energy managed to continue so long? It's honestly, I, this year I'm taking a step back. I, a lot of people from other games and I apologize for Guilty Gear at Fauna Round and all that. I mean, I, I've been putting a main focus on five right now and mm -hmm. doing commentary and, uh, I would I would love to do more community work right now and I love doing it. But I really want to get these points, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, seriously, like uh I, it's like a self-drive thing. Like mm -hmm. on it I I see a goal and I really I, when you get that close, you don't want to just stop there, you know. Fifth place is nice. I shout out to your other guest, beautiful dude. I had a talk with him about this mm -hmm. and I've watched them come to, they, they're from Santa Barbara, they drive all the way down to SoCal to play. And when I first came to SoCal a while ago for uh, SCR, I ran into Foo. And he was one of the first Thors that came to me, like, I got tech, this character's good. And he showed me stuff I hadn't seen yet. And this is probably even before three out of five, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, it was still two out of three at that point for Marvel tournament standards. and. Uh, I didn't realize Beautiful Dude was a friend of his, but I watched, I knew Fu, and I would see him come down to the tournament with his friend, Julian. For sure, for sure. And I watched this Zotto and uh, Blaze Blue. what did he play? He plays Relius, I think. He, I watched I watched him grow and grow, and uh, I came to a point where I, he was having a, a constant where he would always make top eight, but he would get so starstruck and so hype about it He'd be like, whatever, I already lost. And, you know, I, I had to have a talk with him. I was like, dude, you're getting better than that. And you have to push, you know. And he he gave me, we had this long talk. And I, I, I told him some stuff like, you know, just prepare yourself and know that you can do it. And, you know, just do some homework to keep yourself confident. And he ended up taking that Denver charity tournament and beating, uh, Blackstink, like two months later, he came to me and he was like, thank you. And it wasn't even like, I wasn't even trying to make fun of his attitude or anything, but like I had been there, you know, mm -hmm. it, I had come through the ranks and looked up the players like Justin Wong and Alex Valle, John Choi, you know, uh, Arturo, uh, Eddie Lee, like Ricky, like all these players I would want to beat so bad. And I even got chances where I was like this close and I really feel like I, I couldn't, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah. in the cards. It was just, it wasn't that they were necessarily better than me right then, but it was my attitude that was pushing me forward. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't let myself, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to, you have to push past these mental barriers. We talk about uh, meta and strategy all the time when in sports meta is everything that's not the game that's affecting you. And, that's definitely part of it, you know? A lot of people don't realize w what they're thinking about next to someone that they they study all the time, you know? It's, it puts a lot of pressure on you. Yep. yep. So, 
you're you're getting closer and you're getting closer. Do you think you like what happens if like you win Evo this year? Do you think you've had like do, do, I mean, wow. I mean, like so serious question? Like, do you think yeah. at that point you'll stop or will you keep playing? Right? Like stop. you could have ET. <laughs> All right. Well, let's say you win that too, motherfucker. Okay, I win. C wow, Evo and CPT. You become first, Josh. Wow. I don't know. I would like probably. Oh, maybe I would start a streaming like building. I don't know if it's an establishment or a gaming house or whatever, but I would probably work towards some production thing or maybe go in towards actually trying to make my own game or something. But so you, it's. I don't know. I, like I, I'm talking to you now, and it feels like you just you can't stop until you like you beat Bison, right? Like you got to see the ending, and then once you see the ending, then you can do something else. I may, I may end up looking like Bernie in the pictures, <laughs> the full Doctor Wiley, the young Doctor Wiley. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, like. I, I, I respect that. It's obviously not the path I've chosen, right? It, it reminds me of, like, Third Strike, right? So you have, like, Ken, and he's, like, a martial artist, but he's also, like, you know, he's settled down with his family. And you have Chun, who's, like, running an orphanage or some, some shit. And then you have Ryu, who's still homeless and still yeah. wandering the world, right? Like, I mean, he's got some bunions on him. <laughs> How many years he's been walking like that? But, no, seriously, like, the drive... Honestly, like, why? When you sit down, do do you play not to win? Like, if for majority of us, you know, I think it's just I really want to, and I, I love playing these games. And until I quit these games, I don't think I I will stop trying to win. Right. You know, I think that's the purpose of the game is to beat it. You know, and in my head, the beat the fighting game is to know it well enough to where I could beat anyone. I'm I'm known for a lot of late signups, and you know sometimes <laughs> it's based on deals, but I don't necessarily feel that it's it's a bad thing because if you if you expect to win a tournament anyways, you got to beat everyone. You know, mm -hmm. I, sometimes you get hooked up on a bracket on, on counter matches and how many times they have to play it. But if you don't go there with the intention of having to play your worst match first game. And you only have to play them one game less than a long set. Like that's not that bad. Like if even if they're a better player than you, we had a term back in the day. It's called, uh, you know, seven three matchup. Win the three first. You know, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I mean, it's not realistic, but I mean, you can pull all the cards out and then use that as, like a you use that to set the playing field, and then you can like tighten up and try to mess with them a bit. But it doesn't work all the time, you know. But I, I guess what I want to know is like so your your dedication has been remarkably like pure and straightforward and simple, right? And not once in the hour that we've been talking has it ever been has has have you ever shown anything remotely resembling doubt that this is anything other than what you're supposed to be doing and what you want to be doing? Like that conviction yeah. is impressive, right? Like every time I go to a tournament and I lose. Like I'm reminded that that I uh, am incredibly grateful that I have other things in my life because in the times of my life where I have I have I, I've almost nothing but Street Fighter when I'm focusing all my time and emotional energy and then I lose anyway I feel like fucking shit 
<laughs> and if I go, but if I go to a tournament and I've been playing a lot, but I've also been working on and, and you know, like doing martial arts or, or, you know, hanging out with friends or whatever, then it becomes like a fun thing to do. Right. Like I don't, I don't have like whatever it is you got, I don't got it. Um, <laughs> And I and and so like the next question for me that is like what what do you see yourself leaving on the table like what do you what do you feel like you, you could be missing out on or what are the aspects of your life that you've had to uh, change in order to to be so focused on on competing in fighting games? Uh, honestly, I have a I'm pretty scatterbrained. Like uh, I have a lot of thoughts at once and. Mm -hmm. It goes really fast, and it's really hard for me to sort my thoughts sometimes. Like, to have one idea and go with it, uh, sometimes I have to really discipline myself. And uh, growing up, I just had a lot of good people teach me how to take certain notes and stuff like that. And I, I, when I'm really trying to get stuff done, like, I really need a planner, and I have to write everything down. And I take it step by step, and, you know, I just kept working with that, you know. Uh, you get yourself, you look at one thing and you just want to work out all the idiosyncrasies or whatever, you know. Uh, I, I, when I play a game and I see something that looks like something from another, I'll always try it, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and let's say that like, there's a glitch or something that exists this way, I'll just do it, you know. And sometimes these games, they don't know all the buffer systems and all that, but... Uh, I'd say, like, what am I leaving on the table right now? Uh, a lot of... I'm not doing as much math as I used to. And, like, uh, basically, my goal for right, right now is just to do my own schedule a lot better, build my own branding back up. But I want to I do write-ups and show my experience and help people more and uh, do a lot more content. Mm-hmm. So what are, like, if we had, like, let's say we had a time machine, right? And we go okay. back and we see what alternate nerd Josh looks like in a world where, like, no oh. one shows up to play Marvel 2, right? Or you don't win Cross Assault. Like, what else what, do you think you could have been doing? Does it all come back to video games for you in the end, or like, are there? Do you, do you ever think like, oh, there's an alternate world where I was like a fucking DJ, or I was like making beats with Kanye or some shit? You know, like, I mean, because and, and I ask this because the, the the amount of work that you put into a fighting game and the the brain power that you put into it is not something to be taken lightly. Like, you do a lot of really, really, in, like, intense and nuanced and sophisticated stuff on that. And the stuff that you're just describing now, right, where you're talking about how, like, you feel compelled to take lessons from one game and experiment in another, or that you, you feel compelled to kind of map out all the different possibilities when you're working on something. Like, the fact that you apply that work on fighting games, I just want to know, like, what else do you think you could have done with that brain? And not to say it's wasted potential or anything, because I absolutely think the stuff that you're doing is beautiful, and I respect the shit out of it. But I do want—I I, I do want to know, like, huh? What, like, what else could you have been doing with that? Let's get to that, Pat. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when I was in high school, I—I uh, I was really into science. Like my my junior my sorry my freshman year, I did very poorly and mm -hmm. I wasn't doing my work I was playing a lot of Marvel like you, you told me your Marvel theory where like if there's a if there's a, a 
an algorithm or anything, it'd probably be Marvel equals zero or times zero. <laughs> but I mean, work, work times zero with Marvel. But uh, I used to volunteer for like Jason Project, which was we had a marine biology thing where uh, Bob Ballard, the guy that found Titanic, he bought our aquarium and while the aquarium wasn't as cool as it used to be it became a really good research facility mm-hmm. and we would go out after school and use the coast guard academy boats and naval boats and take sand sediments and stuff like that and i was really interested in uh a lot of that i love the ocean like honestly uh, i spent a lot of my times looking up like old ocean like oh just ocean cryptids and like um i really like uh like just concepts of weird uh sea animals like not talking about aliens or anything you know or mermaids and stuff but i mean there's there's a lot of weird shit in the ocean that we haven't seen just looking up videos of like oar fish and stuff like that you know like i uh i i spent a lot of time like really investing myself in just loving sharks and stuff like that you know like i could definitely see myself in the tanks even though it scares the shit out of me like i kind of like the rush of doing something you're not used to you know mm-hmm. and having to adjust okay so marine biology what else what other possible nerd joshes uh, are out there I we mean, have shark how about, josh how about uh yeah i guess uh or uh, maybe a better question is like do, like so now you you spent a good chunk of your life playing Street Fighter and other fighting games. Street yeah, Fighter Two recently celebrated honestly, its tr- half my life. That's crazy. Yeah, and and That's crazy. Possibly even more than that if you consider like Street Fighter Two came out in ninety one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like, I would, I would just count the three Mississippi and do Sonic Boom, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> out with... loud, you know it's obvious. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, if you if you if you charge down back though, then you don't know if you're counting out for a Sonic, yo, <laughs> mind games, right? But like, too much tech, dude. <laughs> but like, so so like, I, I I consider the the start moment of my my time in fighting games as my as my SRK join date, right? And that was 15 years ago. So I've spent half my life in fighting games, right? Um, but like, even now I look around and there's all this other shit that I want to do, yeah. right? Like all this, all this stuff that isn't in fighting games. And, and similarly, like I have, I have, uh, many motivations and drives wrapped up in fighting games. It's just not really in competition anymore. It's more in, in, in kind of bringing people in and making things bigger. Right. But I can also see, like, I can see the point at which I will look and think, oh, I've done enough and now yeah. I can rest. And now I can just be a guy who, like, plays some games every now and then, and I do something else that's completely different and has nothing to do with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I assume that part of you sees that, too, right? Well, I like, went to school for pretty much general engineering classes and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of communications and creative writing. So, like, I, I definitely had a thing for writing. I, I was really in like, I was a typical rock kid. I really liked... Hunter S. Thompson books and Gonzo <laughs> journalism crap and then all that stuff, you know. I had a little interest in partying, you know, and it, it had a phase in its time and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, around then, I, I guess I could see myself being like some complete leftist writer, like uh, maybe write for a magazine and 
talk about music or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I, I hate Pitchfork. I couldn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know, man. Oh like, my I've god, always, you I've fucking hipster! Such a hater, dude. Like, if, you, if you get me to have a little more uh, grapefruit juice, you know, uh, basically. You can see the old Marvel to me, and I, I like the pop off. Like I've really tried to calm myself down in the future. Uh, you know, I stopped using derogatory and all that because I would rather explain myself. I mean, I still got a mouth like a sailor, but I'm not gonna insult you with just words. You know, mm -hmm. like, and you know, it, it's come with time. Uh, when I was working, at, when I moved back to Connecticut, I used to work at this uh, warehouse liquor store. And I would always try to bring home nice scotch or a good, like, barley wine or something. And I, I used to like reading, you know. And, like, just grabbing whatever. I like, have friends that go to, like, used bookstore and just pick up something dumb or actually something cool, you know. Uh, have, have you ever yeah. wanted, like, a 9 to 5 and, like, a yes. spouse and children? Like... Is that something? Uh, any of those things, right? Like, I have the. I'd like to have kids, but mm -hmm. you know, I don't. I'm not pushing it. I don't want it now. You know, like, I have this. My parents had me in high school, so you know, getting older now, I I think about the ages they had to take responsibility for, and it's it's like, as of right now, I was probably like in fifth grade. You know, it's pretty mm -hmm. crazy. You know, if I had. I mean, there's a lot of people my age that do have fifth graders, you know? Like, you guys are awesome. But uh, I'm saying right now, I can't imagine that. I'm like, shit, right. you know, I, I'm, I'm fucking nerd Josh, you know? <laughs> I'm playing video games on the weekends and stuff. It's, it's not, it's pretty weird, you know? Like, I didn't, I wouldn't expect myself to be here if I thought about it five years ago. But, you know, as you get older, life goes faster. And mm -hmm. I just kind of kept riding the situations of like you know team spooky streaming everywhere and traveling I, I wanted to be a part of it and i i'm glad i'm a part of it uh you know around the i think the biggest motivator for me then was that I had a, one of my best friends died of heroin and Fuck. around that time it, i couldn't do anything and i would just like sit in my apartment all the time and i was completely depressed and min and tinchi they uh they pulled me out and they actually got me to come to NEC 10 or I couldn't even remember, but I got fucked up by KDZ on stream and I didn't even like played on stream. That's <laughs> when Seb was doing it for FADC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was just like, I felt like I didn't feel bad, but if the come back into the community and not even tell all these people, all these problems I was going through and they took me in as their own and, drank with me and all that i couldn't even have a drink without getting upset and crying around that time like i wouldn't like ball out but i, I couldn't control the tears you know sure. that was my boy like it was crazy and friggin like for them to, to take me in like family like that and get me to they were so concerned that i wasn't living and you know they th these are people that wanted to beat me all the time and i mean we're boys it's way past that you know but you know, I, I didn't know them past the games, and I knew we all had the same vision of trying to win, you know, and it, it really meant a lot to me. And around that time, uh, my apartment got bed bugs. Fuck. And then starting with the Team Spooky stuff, like, after all this, uh, I had uh, 
friggin uh I found out that they they had bed bugs so I was like oh I'm gonna get the hell out of here anyways but then I found out my roommates were squatting and knew about it through other people because it was some illegal contract studio apartment with like I don't even know but they were using my money for other crap and I just got really pissed off and Damn, I was I was like I, yeah I, well whatever it's it's another story in its own but uh <laughs> I I was sick of all that crap, and I had lost a friend to all this. And well, I, it's not that I ever done any of that crap, but I I would go out and party and drink and smoke and rock and roll, you know. And it got me in a phase where I didn't even want to drink, you know. And you know, I just it wasn't that I had a problem with substance or people that used it. It was just it it just made me upset, you know, that I had lost someone that I I could have tried harder with, and. For that, like, you know, those guys, they, they really helped me out, man. And, but the the apartment thing, so basically, I just got really mad. And around that time, Spooky was just like, "Yo, you can stay on my floor for till you find a place." And then that turned into me buying like a cot for a bit for cheap. <laughs> and I was going to tournaments with them like every weekend, and we we're. We we're getting gigs, you know, like the Ustream stuff blew up and we did that 24-7 super. And I just, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, I, I fucking checked it out on, and I wasn't like I was living in an ideal situation, but I was doing what I wanted and I stuck with it, you know. Uh, I had a lot of passion and I didn't care what people thought because I already had nothing and I hit rock bottom. I lost my best friend, you know, and... From there, it was like I was doing something good, and it felt good, and it, it took the embodiment of like my very first hobby. So, uh, it was a very big part of me. Mm -hmm. so, so, let's say you don't win Evo and you don't win CPT <laughs> this year. You know, do like if I go to Evo twenty twenty six or twenty thirty one, right? Am like I still twenty twenty X? Yeah, like. Am I still gonna see you at the bar afterwards? Yeah, or yeah. Like... Hey, even if I can't, you'll see me have like a cranberry and club soda. Even if I quit drinking, <laughs> so, you know, I'll be there. I like the socialization, you mm -hmm. know, and that's where like everything gets popping in Vegas before the For room. Sure. Yeah, but like, is do you see what your next act is yet? Like once, once you. I, do you see a point at which you're like, I'm done competing or I'm done making this that the most of my thing, like, here's what I want to do next? Or are you f so focused on the competition that you're not really thinking about that stuff? Well, I want to stay relevant with the games. I know I want to stay with the cup, uh, the, com the competition. I want, I want to know why these quirks work. Like mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm a very hands-on person. I'm good at studying, but my hands can't do it without getting beat into me. So sure. like for anyone that's trying to learn, don't worry about that stuff. But uh, honestly, I wanna I wanna get more behind the scenes these days. I, I I would like I would love to go back in and work on games like I worked on Injustice and helped a lot of the battle design mm -hmm. uh, with a great group of players. Uh, friggin', I would love to do more writing. Uh, I would love to do more commentary right now, and just like anything I can do for the community, I would love. To absolutely do my own mystery tournament and i have some cool <laughs> ideas for it that's a little different but uh no like doing my own event possibly down the line mm -hmm. but 
for right now, I just I would love to build my stream up and you know find find some decent work. I'm turning 30 in November finally as like one of the yeah it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. But <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I I just thought I would be a CVS one player my whole life, you know? And just, <laughs> look look at me, we're at CVS two. It's crazy, right? Yeah. But uh you know I would love to just stay in the the gaming aspect. Mm -hmm. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be fighting games at the end. But I would hopefully love to stay in here. Yeah. You know? Seeing everything grow right now and the fact we were on ESPN, like someone dug up Larry's quotes from like fifteen years ago oh, where shit. he was like, I don't wanna see I love fighting games. I do this shit all the time. I don't wanna see it on ESPN. <laughs> Ten years later he like apologizes like, Hey, I was a different person then <laughs> you know down the line now, you know, it's like you never you can't you couldn't be able to call us, you know? We went through, like, the Dark Prince era and all this stuff. I mean, I guess that's an era. It was pretty yeah. interesting. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and here we are now. We, we have Slasher and crew, like, covering esports for us yep. on ESPN. And all these other companies coming in, Yahoo and et cetera, you know, it's pretty crazy, you know? There's a, there's a new outlook, and it's not just these other games. They... They want to see Marn blow people up at NCR. And who's more entertaining in a bracket than Marn? Like, seriously, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really cool right now. Uh, I would love to get more behind stuff like that. But I think what's important right now is stay on my branding and, you know, take any offers that, like, come up or, you know, keep my resume going within this, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that the hustle continues. And yeah, no, literally, man. I do want to make sure, like, I don't want, I want to make sure that you don't come out of this feeling judged because absolutely in no <laughs> way am I judging your decisions. I just no, need no, to, no, no, no. I just needed to know, like, the way you thought of it. about it sometimes. Sure. You know? yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I play video games all the time. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's very weird. Like, talking to you is fine about it, but talking to other people and let's even bring up tinder like yeah. you know i go on dates you know i have to explain what i do to people and they don't get it right away so mm -hmm. sometimes i a lot of times i don't even like tell them that way i'm like uh i do broadcasting <laughs> and stuff like that you know like you yeah. gotta reword it you gotta mm -hmm. and then when they see what it is they usually are like whoa you can do that yourself and they think it's cool but like you know yeah. uh, you've, it's different you've been finding some pretty cool people on tinder right and not really yeah <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I will, I will, uh, I will, I will hope for your continued Tinder success. Um, as far as, as the questions that I had prepped for you, that was pretty much it. Um, oh, nice. and so thank you so much for sharing all that, like all that, cause that, that a lot of that was super personal. I really appreciate your willingness oh, to, to tell those kinds of stories. Cause you know, this isn't the kind of stuff that shows up when you're commentating a tournament or when you're on a podcast about what happened in the last week of fighting games or whatever. Um, but I'm I'm glad that everybody who's watching the stream right now and everyone who watches this on YouTube is going to get it get get a chance to know a little bit more about the the Josh behind the nerd Josh. Um, as I, it's one thing that I do with all my guests whenever they're on the stream show is I give them a chance to interview me. So if there's any questions you want to ask me and have me answer on stream, I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> Ooh, 
All right. Man, I get to ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Man, all right. Oh, man. Let's see you do your best Barbara what, Walters. What, what rating is your show, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually have it flagged as adult content, though I, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Who's the original? Who's your original anime bay? Oof. Damn, you go in. Um, it would have had to be uh, Ryoko from Tenshi Muyo. Nice. That was that was she was she was she was number one. Yeah. And like, I w- love Lil Washu. Yeah, yeah. I actually. <laughs> speaking of illegal uh, internet stuff, for a little while I ran a file sharing server on Hotline that was called <laughs> Little Washu's like Whereas Outpost or whatever. Um. So I, 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 I thought Washi was super cool, but, but Ryoko was, was, she was, she was the girl for me, man. Nice. And also the, the Tenshi Moyo SNES game, I don't know if you played it, but there's like a turn-based tactics Tenshi Moyo game, which is fucking sick. I've actually, I haven't played that one, but I've, I've seen pictures of it. It's pretty cool. It was also super quick and like you could finish it in like a couple hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about you? Who's your, your who's your first waifu? Oh man, Naga the Serpent from Slayers. <laughs> why? Why Naga? I mean, why not? You know? <laughs> uh, she she had the the Oju the Ojo left, mm-hmm. and it's it's a trip boobies. to hear that to hear people doing that along with the Karen uh, yeah. the Karen super now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it, but uh, you totally can. Um. Dirty pair, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, but Naga, I had a wall scroll at one point. My mom threw away my wall scroll of her, and uh, I had a Scarface poster. Those are the two things that got thrown God out. damn! It's like I don't, I don't know what people think if they see that. Like, but if you look up Naga the Serpent, she's not wearing much. So. <laughs> I. I, I will say I will ride for for the princess type with the Ojo-sama laugh. Like Ayaka yeah. was a close second in Tenshi Moyo. Um, I I do like my ladies a little bit on the bitchy side. Um, nice. Yeah, but I also like them able to kick ass, and Ryoko did plenty of that. Well, I love a bad bitch, you know. Yeah. That's your fucking problem, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Make it here, man. <laughs> Anything else? I can oh, sit here and answer questions all day. This is fun. All right, all right. So, what was your most horrible moments of playing video games as a kid? Like, what game did you try to tough through and it just ate you away growing up? Man, so I haven't I haven't talked about this with a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> oh wow! Do, I mean, you don't have to. Do, no, no. I feel I feel this is we're in good company. I feel safe. Yeah. Um, do you, did you ever play Lufia? Yeah, the first or second one? So the first one. Yeah, the first one's really hard. Yeah. So I played the first one, and it was like my first RPG. Yeah. Right? And so I was like, you know, I was getting into it. And the other thing was my dad would only let me play video games for like an hour every day. So I, it took, so like Lufia last, like took me about, uh, about three months to play. But the reason it took me three fucking months was... I don't know if you remember this, but there's this one set of caves where there's multiple multiple entrances from the from the overworld map. 
right? Yeah. And so you have to like you have to go in one entrance and you explore part of it and you hit a switch and then you go out and then you go through the other entrance and blah 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 blah, right? So there were there were there were three entrances and I went in there for an hour every day trying to figure out how to get through that fucking cave. <laughs> and then I, I, I couldn't find anything, so I backtrack and maybe I go to other towns and be like, did I miss something? Yeah. <laughs> for three weeks, for three weeks, I was stuck on that fucking dungeon. <laughs> and I and, and and because because there was no way to skip fights or anything, like I was also power leveling like a motherfucker, like I was way overpowered. I already had some of the end game, like this dungeon is like two thirds of the way through the game, but I already had some of the end game stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, because you backtrack so much. Exactly, it's just yeah. I, and, and I just get doing all these random encounters and shit. <laughs> and then, I, and then one day after about three weeks of this bullshit, and like I don't have like I had a bunch of other SNES games, but I'd already beaten them all or I was bored of them, so I, I had nothing to play but this. Right. So one day I walk a little bit further to the left, and I see a fourth entrance to the fucking cave. Oh god! <laughs> I felt like such a fucking idiot. I was like, oh my god, I just wasted, I wasted my TV time for three weeks, but it made the rest of the game super easy because I was already power level. I mean, games nowadays, like, they'll, they'll help you out a little bit. Yeah. Like, the design around, like, even, like, Super Metroid, like, it's not a very hard game, but if you don't pay attention enough, you could get stuck in the water level beating it like a masochist the mm -hmm. whole time, you know? Yeah. Trying to double jump. I did that shit with uh, Final Fantasy VI was the other one where like I fucking love that game, but my yeah. first playthrough I got stuck on Rexol, you know, in World yeah. of Ruin, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there's the there's a there is an actual pattern to that shit, right? Where like you, you, there's the two souls and he comes and he goes and, and eventually I think you're supposed to figure out that like the boss comes out whenever one of your party members dies. Yeah. So you have to like kill someone and then do damage and then he goes. I didn't fucking know that. I had no idea. And so, I, again, I was stuck there for about a week, and then I was like, well, I guess I need to let, like, maybe I got stuck, maybe I'm missing an item or something. So I started from the very beginning of the game. I just, like, let that save <laughs> just go. restarted. Yeah. Um, and I lost about 40 hours on that save. And then, when I, <laughs> when I got to the Rexol fight again, I made sure to save in another slot just in case I got stuck again. I just, I, I, I realized that I, I had taught someone X-Zone. And oh. so I was just like, huh, maybe this will work. And, and he just, shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and I won instantly. And I was like, you mean I just, motherfucker. Yeah, Vanish Exxon. Not even, so not even Vanish Exxon because he was already vanished. Right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because he's not, he's not yeah. there. So it just catches him. And, and then you win the fight. And I was like, you, the... that's freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> definitely some shit where now if i play that as an adult i'd be like well i'm gonna go play something else for the rest of my life yeah yeah how about you what what are your your shame your moments of shame uh bayou billy uh word I, that game drove me crazy as a kid uh i didn't beat battletoads till like high school i had to come back to that but that game as a kid drove me nuts and how many fights over the snake fight with two people like that? That was, <laughs> that was not nice. Uh, I di I didn't play much Battletoads. I did play some Battletoads versus Double Dragon. Yeah, you ever play Fester's Quest? I used to play that a lot. No, I saw I saw the pictures of it in Game Pro, man. It yeah, it's just like a really bad Zelda game. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to think. Uh, I used to play a lot of Castlevania sixty four. Okay. 
The, I, I always saw like that game got bad reviews, but it, it seemed like it had some cool shit to it. I always liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what was I thinking of? Oh, Symphony of the Night was one of those games that I came to like l- much later. Yeah, it, I had never beaten it the right way for like years. Damn. Like, like, like I thought I beat it, and I was like, whatever, this game's overrated. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you had to use the glasses. Yeah, but like that shit, I that was one of the last games I can look at and be like, oh, that wasn't spoiled for me at all. Because like I played through it and I beat it, right? And I beat it yeah. with the bad ending, and I was like, and I was like, man, like that's kind of a kind of a lame ending, but whatever. <laughs> like I guess I'll go play something else. And then I came back to it, and I was like, wait, there's only I only explored sixty six percent of the map, like. I wonder what else, what else is in there. And then my mind, I just, I went fucking deep for like a week and my mind was blown. The upside down kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was just yeah. like, I, I, that was that was one of the last moments of like youthful innocence for me in a video game. Yeah. There's a lot of games back in the day that you had to put a lot of time into. Uh, I mean, they couldn't be long. It was just, they had to make it difficult. Like, yeah. So you ever played the Magical Kingdom and it's based off of Disney's like actual uh-huh. Disney World. Oh shit! And it's it's made by Capcom. It's probably like their first Disney game. Mm-hmm. And every park is a different like prototype to a different game they were gonna make. Oh so, crazy! Yeah, so, so it's like somewhat all right, but at the same time it's shitty. Yeah, it's also like bad. <laughs> it's it's one of those games that feels like if someone did beta test it, they had been playing it for like two years straight or something. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah, good to go. I've been playing this nine hours a day for like six months it's fine and then you play it and it's like there's no kid beating that game that's like under the age of like nine or ten right and i mean that's a very good kid you know like <laughs> i mean that game probably wasn't in development for two years it was probably in development oh, yeah. for like nine months right yeah that's one of the things that, that, that even you know that's one of the things that blows my mind about like the snes games is like you can look at the develop development cycle for those things and like some of them are like these are games that we still play and we yep. love, and it's like, oh yeah, they made that in like a year. Yeah, nowadays it's like movie productions. Like mm-hmm. they they split up the games into like four different groups, and they all piece it together, and it's it's pretty crazy, you know. Yep. Got yeah, any more uh, questions? More questions. Oh man, crap, man. I don't want to make a Five Guys joke. So <laughs> not while you're it. not while you're wearing the double double shirt. By no, the way, if anyone if anyone is interested, I went to Five Guys earlier today for lunch. Um, if uh, if anyone wants to know where you can find that T-shirt, I believe it's called Animal Style. I'll paste a link to it in uh, in Twitch chat real quick. Um, but it is an illustration that my girlfriend Irene did, and then printed onto a shirt. A really sick shirt. I love the double double, so I got right away. Huh, I'm trying to think, dude. How about you could ask me one more question, because I'm so indecisive, dude. Okay. Um, I'm a turtler, you know. <laughs> um, all right, here's, here's a question for you. Like, what do you like in a significant other? If I wanted to date a nerd Josh, how would I go about getting one? Uh, back rubs. Yo, back rubs yeah. are dope. I like, I like colored hair. Uh... <laughs> I really like long hair. Um, you know, honestly, just a similar type of appreciation and stuff. It doesn't have to be fighting games or video games in general, but, you know, like, like if you like animation or movies, mm-hmm. you, a good passion, something that I could learn something from, and, like, a back and forth. Like, I like someone that could work together with me. You know, I need a, yeah. 
Yeah, partner in crime, man. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's one of those things that's super underrated, especially like I don't know. I know a lot of people who are who are trying oh, I to. Need date. A, I need a good little spoon too. Yeah, know? yeah. I I, I need I, I need I yeah I need the spoons the spooning to be flexible, right? Like you need to be able to go both ways on the spoon direction. Um, <laughs> someone in chat says, "Long red hair, a wedding dress, guns, and explosives." <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, got to be a bartender, you know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I know a lot of people who are trying to date in LA, and they have it's all it's like universally miserable for them. Yeah. Right. Like, no one is having a good time dating in LA. I and met that, a, I've met a lot of cool people. And know? and and that's the thing, right? Is that like no one, no one I know in LA is having a hard time getting a date. That's not the hard part, and or that, and that's not the not fun part. the 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 hard part is finding people who actually like each other. Yeah, right? and I always felt like passion in passion for something is one of those things that's super underrated, right? Like, I don't know that many guys who are good at talking, like talking about how they like the the one of the things that they're attracted to is that you're good at something, or that you're smart with something, or that you're super deep and into something, right? That there that there's something in the world that you're passionate about besides like actually I'm not besides nothing. It doesn't matter what it is, it just has to be there, right? Um and I don't even know I don't think I know that many ladies who are gonna talk about it either. Right? Like usually they'll talk about a, a dude in terms of like a sense of humor, right? And like I guess some weird pat. <laughs> no, I think it's great. <laughs> because I, 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 I have big booties too, man, but I mean that's obvious. I I mean uh I just you know, I just feel it'd be cool to, you know, have a, a good give and take with somebody, you know? Does wandering around the world playing fighting games, like, impede with your dating life at all? Or... I mean, it, as I get older, I mean, cutting my hair recently, uh, I get hit on by, like, way older women now. It's kind of I crazy. believe that. Like, getting towards 30 now, that never happened before, but, like, now I'm like, whoa, man. Like, like I was drinking a French Connection at the bar NCR last night, and I was outside, and this, like, 40-year-old woman with her dog smoking a cigarette was like, what is that? And I'm like, cognac and amaretto, and she's just like, I'm going to get another one. Let me know if you're up there. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, she, she didn't look, like, she looked, I don't want to be mean, like, <laughs> Let's just say she was out of my league. You know? Sure. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm curious, how good are you at knowing when you're getting hit on? Because this is something which I am fucking terrible at. Um, generally, sometimes not that good. But, I mean, sometimes it's just the context. But I, sometimes, I don't, like, you know, sometimes people are just nice. But, like, you know, sometimes it's just too obvious. Like, uh... Like, when, like, I was at Trader Joe's and this chick was saying that she was getting off soon. And then she was like, yeah, I'm trying to get lunch, but I don't know what to eat. And then she was like, what are you, what are you doing after this? And I wasn't even, like, thinking, well, no, that wasn't how she worded it. But it was, I'm trying to think of what she did say. But it was definitely, like, it went over my head, like, and then when I did realize it, I was like, 
yo, I, I just got back yesterday and I'm grocery shopping. I want to go relax in my bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good place to be, though, right? Where you can realize, man, I got hit on and I totally biffed it, but whatever. I want to go home and eat some of this, like, Trader yeah. Joe's instant Indian food and hey, take a nap. Sometimes it's like, you know, like, let's say you've been single for a while. You really want to date, and a lot of times it's fun, but sometimes you have those ones where it's just like, it's like you're chewing on tinfoil and it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> it's like you keep trying to talk about something and they'll just answer with one word every time, and you're yeah. like, okay, like... I've been there. Cool. Like, you know, I know. I, it's, I'm just saying, like, coming over here, you know, I was trying to be an actual girlfriend for a while and it didn't work out so now it's just i do my own thing and i try to meet people and i'm just realistic about it I like being older uh i just sell what i want in a relationship and a lot of times they're like why can't we just call it this and i'm like i need some more time <laughs> and I'm not even trying to draw it out. I'm like, it's been like two weeks. Like, you're not my girlfriend yet. I want to know who you are. And so uh, if I feel th they can't handle that right now, it sucks. But I just kind of keep it going because I just don't want I just don't want to run any BS right now. Yeah. And I'd rather just be truthful. So that's just how I am right now. That's respectable, man. I just want to see someone cool for a month. It's not like I'm even being promiscuous right now but uh you know it's it's fun being single too <laughs> yeah i think once you can you once you can get used to it it's not bad uh yeah i am let's see there oh, there's something else i wanted to ask you oh um since so right now you're staying with paul and monique and you're kind of back yeah. in in socal after being gone for a while but eventually they're trying to move out yeah, they're moving um, at the end of summer. Yeah. So what's your deal? Are you going to try and stay there, or...? Yeah, I'm just going to... You know, I said those other roommates I had were squatting, so I got the same idea that they can't kick me out, so I'm just going to march on... No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> I, feel, honestly, that's I, I don't I know Monique's, like Monique's parents, who I think own the house, right? It's her mom that owns the house or something? Yeah, I think uh, it's her mom. I'm, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, actually, it is her mom. Yeah. I'm crazy. But... Uh, I am sure, but uh, I'm th that's why I've been trying to look for new work right now mm -hmm. and take myself more seriously this year. You know, honestly, cut my hair recently. Um, I've just been trying to step my stuff up. Uh, around the time the Twitch position came out, I, I started to redo my resume and everything. Uh, even if I have to take like a BS QA job or move to NorCal for some crap or whatever, you know. <laughs> And not crap, but some beautiful investment in time and effort. Uh, you know, I would definitely take an opportunity like that right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm keeping the field open, but uh, hopefully I get back to a routine schedule and get my own stream stuff going. And while I do that, I'm just trying to invest a, a little bit late game and work on my resume, you know? I got you. For new positions, you know? Yeah. Well cool man i'm super, yeah i guess so. <laughs> I, I was I, i've been super happy to have you on the show it's been a while in coming but i've been looking forward to this for a long time so thank you so much for uh for for taking the time man i really appreciate it
No, thank you, Pat. I really appreciate it as well, man. Like the include me on this, and I've been watching week to week. It's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Well, talking with people like you is the reason why I decided to do this stuff. So uh, I'm glad I could finally get you. And of course, to everyone watching this, whether you're watching on the stream or you're watching the video the day after or the week after, or whatever. Thank you so much, y'all are the reason I do this, especially the the repeat viewers. Um, if you are new to this stream, I try and interview cool people who have neat stuff to say about the stuff they're good at and stuff they're not good at and whatever. Um, often about fighting games, mostly about video games in general. Um, so if that sounds like something you're into, go ahead and give me a follow. I try to do this Mondays at 7. Uh, damn, Josh with the, with the Mega Man taunt right there. <laughs> um, try to do this, this kind of interview stuff Mondays at 7, uh, 7 o'clock Western Time. And then... The rest of the week, I'll usually stream fighting game stuff, and man, now that now that lobbies are a thing, right, like with multiple people, you and I should hop into a lobby for some Street Fighter Five. you can wreck me up a little bit. I'm down, dude, if you want to play anything. When when, when, when we get in lagless CBS 2 online, that's Man, yeah, you know right? that's what I want, shit. Yeah. Or next time you're up in NorCal, we'll just stream some CBS 2 sessions, how about that? I got stuff yeah. like right behind me. I gotta come up. I'd yeah. love to do that. Sweet. Well... Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thanks again to Nerd Josh for showing up. Um, next week, I'll have an entirely new guest. And in the meantime, give me a follow, and you can watch some Street Fighter V stuff. Uh, in honor of Marn's run at, at uh, NCR, I'll be playing Mika all week. So Nice. Yep. She's, like, the character that I probably would like the least. But, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Gritting my teeth and bear it. So, uh, oh, and yeah, so all of y'all who are watching the stream, if you came in late, don't worry. The uh, the, the video will be up at uh, youtube.com slash pathoflip, so just check it out there. Take it easy, y'all. Thank you so much. Have a good night. I'm trying to go get some food or something now. Peace out. Mwah.